Coming up on HIGMT, why Tesla's winter tire packages are stressing me out, how tire and wheel sizes affect your EV range, Gigafactory Shanghai breaks new production records, and Gigafactory Texas finally moves out of first gear. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, November 14th, 2020, episode 16 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Now, there's no surprise I'm a big fan of Tesla, but there's only so much praise I can give. I'm referring to the article from electric.co and Tesla's winter tire package that costs an astounding $4,000 US or $5,200 Canadian for a, center, uh, for a set of winter tires mounted on 20-inch induction wheels. Why Tesla is including 20-inch induction wheels on a set of winter tires is just beyond me. Personally, I'd like to see them uh, offer a set of winter tires mounted on steel rims and basically call it a day. I can't think of a good reason to mount winter tires on any type of rim other than plain steel. Mounting on um, plain steel, sure, yeah, it looks like garbage, but when you're trudging around in 14 inches of snow, I highly doubt anyone will give a second glance at your rims. Additionally, those alloy rims from Tesla will be caked with snow, ice, and all sorts of de-icing chemicals and grit. There's just no way of telling just how much damage you'll be putting on those new rims throughout the course of the winter. Now, for me, if I were to get winter tires on my Tesla, I think I would get the best tire that I can afford mounted on the smallest rim that I that would actually fit on the vehicle without having any clearance issues. I, for me, uh, the more tire sidewall that is actually exposed gives you a better chance of coming away unscathed if you happen to slide into a curb or a pothole in the spring. So, yeah, shelling out, uh, you know, $5,200 Canadian for a pair of winter tires on 20-inch induction wheels. I don't know where Tesla is coming from this. I, I, I really don't. Um, steel, you know, just get some basic steel wheels. Uh, that'll get you through the winter time, and then once spring rolls around, swap them out for your nice uh, alloy rims, and you are good to go. So, <laughs> like I said, totally stresses me out, man. And speaking of tires, if you love physics and math, you'll love the explanation provided by YouTube channel Engineering Explained and hosted by Jason Fesnick. The video go, uh, in the video, Jason goes into great detail on how low-profile tires are actually much worse for the efficiency of any EV, let alone EVs made by Tesla. Jason breaks down his analysis into four sections, uh, cross-sectional area, rolling resistance, wheel size EPA ratings, and even carbon dioxide emissions. So if you're not uh, up to speed on your math and physics uh, theories, don't worry because Jason already has done most of the hard work for you. So just uh, sit back and watch him explain that getting a larger wheel size is probably not the best idea from a range perspective. More news regarding the refresh Model 3 is coming in thanks to electric.co. Pre-delivery paperwork uh, given to Model 3 owners in Europe note an 82 kilowatt hour battery is now stuffed into the vehicle. Uh, this pre-delivery paperwork is to help out new owners register their vehicle prior to delivery and is part of that paperwork uh, Tesla has to note the battery capacity. Panasonic noted last week that newly designed 2170 cells with 5% more energy density are contributing into the range increases for the refreshed Model 3. 
Now, 5% might not sound like a whole heck of a lot, but when you take into account all the small efficiency gains, these are actually cumulative and uh, which add up to a big total of overall gains in range and efficiency. So, do you remember a few weeks ago when I mentioned that Tesla will not meet their delivered target vehicle of 500,000 vehicles for 2020? Well, I might have to eat crow on that statement because Gigafactory Shanghai is spinning out EVs at an impressive rate. Try 23,000 in a month, which is a month-over-month gain of 10,000 vehicles. Electric.co has a story, and much of the additional volume is actually destined for new drivers in Europe. So I'll include uh, another link to the Tesserati.com story where they also ran with this news and dove into more detail about the EV market in China and where Tesla currently stands in terms of reaching their 500,000 delivered vehicle mark. Elon Musk is looking to create a team of 25 individuals who will be reporting directly to him. The 25-member team will be tasked with investigating and solving engineering issues that may arise from the construction of any of Tesla's gigafactories throughout the world. The first area of concern, as outlined by Electric.co, is the Gigafactory Berlin, where obtaining the required permits for construction have been somewhat of an issue for Tesla. Only three requirements are needed to apply proof of demonstrated exceptional engineering talent, being a great problem solver and having a, uh, an unconventional approach to problem solving, and finally energized to make amazing things happen. So there's an email address for anyone who's interested, and the email address is 25guns at tesla.com. And still on the subject of Gigafactory Berlin, we're getting some great interior pictures thanks to Tesserati.com and Twitter user GF4Tesla. Areas covered were the drive unit and body in white buildings where much of the exterior shells have been sealed up and work is progressing on the interior floors. Uh, one thing that I've noticed is the absence of any interior infrastructure such as heating, electrical, and plumbing. So although the buildings may appear to be ready for production from the outside, uh, interior fit-up is where uh, a large part of the work that still remains. In not-so-surprising news, Tesla has filed for its own battery cell production for the new Gigafactory in Austin. Thanks to Tesserati.com the, and the Texas Commission on Environment quality. The new 4680 cells will be a key part to the Cybertrucks and Model Y success. The Model Y out of Texas will be following the same assembly uh, methodology as Gigafactory Berlin uh, and their Model Y with the battery cell being a structural component to the chassis and with aluminum castings in the front and rear of the car. The article also links out to videos on the construction site down in Tesla so be sure to check it out. And one of the great things that we are witnessing at Gigafactory Texas is the huge amount of drone footage that is being published almost every day from different operators. Case in point from Tesserati.com and drone footage from YouTube channel Joe Techmeyer, uh, who not only flies uh, the site every second day, but also provides stills and narration of what is actually happening on site. According to Joe, the area immediately to the east of the Megapad area is referred to as a switchyard, but I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um, there's also a newly cleared area to the west of the Megapad area on the other side of the highway, but I'm not, again, I'm not exactly sure what that area is dedicated to be. The large excavated area to the south end 
uh, building three might actually be for the paint shop and not the gigapresses as I previously stated, which makes sense because of the former configuration is different than what I've seen at Gigafactory Berlin and their gigapress uh, preparations. There are new ex uh, there's a new excavation in the middle of building three, possibly for these um, uh, the installations of gigapresses, but we won't know until they start working on the uh, the the footing formwork. Uh, there are now six mobile crawler cranes now visible on site, and new steel is being delivered and assembled in the building two area, basically expanding the small area of steel that was in place for a few weeks now. Building two perimeter wall foundations are being formed along its north end, and there's still a lot of geopeer work that is happening on site, closely followed by column footing preparations. The mobile concrete plant to the north of the Megapad area seems to be running at full force, but I, you know, there's still no underground supporting infrastructure anywhere on site. They're just uh, working on preparations for all three buildings. And that should pretty much do it for episode 16 this week. Uh, if you are purchasing a Tesla and you're looking for 1,000 free supercharging miles, you can use my referral program link. It's in the show notes below. You can reach it at ts.la ts slash Matthew40942. And hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag Tesla ramp. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, feel free to throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And you can always watch my progress by visiting howigotmytesla.com. You can finally follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby.